vision. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. So far, all of the models have been wrong on projected hospital beds needed, and these forecasts are now being revised. No model has been accurate at this point, April 11th, 2020. Many of these models came in after social distancing was already in place, and thus needlessly scared the public into falsely believing that more draconian measures were needed. We were close to losing our individual liberties, our civil liberties, the things that make us Americans, that make us great, over a somewhat deadlier version of the seasonal flu. I want to know, what happened to all the millions that were supposed to die? What happened to the overrun hospitals across the country? Where is the recognition? Where is the culpability? Where are the apologies? Because this country is still preparing for a massive wave of COVID-19 patients that is likely never to come, at least outside of New York, because it's all based on faulty forecasting models. This is incompetence. It's potentially evil, but it's at least incompetence, and it's not victimless. You might be sitting there saying, well, better safe than sorry. And it's true. While that's normally the case, it actually is always the case. It's not victimless when you're so far off, when you're not even close, because as a result of these faulty forecasting models, over 80 hospitals have furloughed hundreds of workers. This is because non-emergency procedures have been suspended to make room for the COVID-19 patients. So uh, the hospital system in many ways is collapsing. It's financially uh, not solvent under this current situation, and needlessly so, because you have empty hospital beds, empty hospitals right now. The only people that are going in there are COVID-19 and then other people like really, really uh, dire emergency situations or if you're getting uh, you know, cancer treatment. Other than that, the hospitals are empty. And that's having a toll because you, know, you got to have money to make things work, including the hospital systems. The healthcare industry is, is not socialized. That's why we have one of the better ones. That's why we have a 0.66% mortality rate, um, uh, or at least around that uh, in this country. Maybe it's about 1.6. But if you were to test all the the people and see how many asymptomatic, it's likely to be 0.66% is what it's likely to become. Anyway, the the problem is there's so much uh, mystery surrounding what the official numbers are. We were told that millions could die. And that really uh, panicked the country into thinking we needed a national lockdown, a complete national lockdown. Now that the forecasts are being revised, will this calm the, the push for martial law? Or will we hear, like we're hearing from the World Health Organization, that we need to continue to, um, to stay sheltered in place indefinitely? As, as long as there's one sick person, you got to shelter in place forever. 
uh, or the uh, you know the only way to get around that is uh, I guess to have an immunity certificate. If you want an immunity certificate, that's the only way to get back to work is with immunity certificates. And I say that that's a horrible idea because what's next? First, you have an immunity certificate. What other certificates will be issued if that's accepted? So I say we don't accept it. I don't think it will be accepted. I think this is something the left and the right can agree on, that we shouldn't be uh, issued immunity cards in order to go about our daily lives. That's just my take on it. Now, um, is this victimless to to have such wrong forecasting models? Uh, Is it good to scare and panic the country? Was that necessary? Some crazy leftists will say yes, that it was necessary that the ends justify the means. But I think it's evil if you're lying to the American people. If you purposely are lying, saying millions are going to die, and now it, it looks like a, a a very small fraction of of a, of a millions. I mean, we're looking at maybe worst case scenario. I don't know. We'll have to look at what the new revised numbers are, but it looks like it's going to be far under 100,000. God willing. Pray for that. And that would be a blessing, right? And I don't mean to um, to 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 make light of of the the thousands of people that have died as a result of COVID nineteen. It's not all some conspiracy, right? People really are dying from this. But um, how many people are dying from COVID nineteen as opposed to the ventilators that they're put on? I mean, this is from Time Magazine. Doctors are moving away from using ventilators. The reason, and this is a quote, some hospitals have reported unusually high death rates for coronavirus patients on ventilators, and some doctors worry that the machines could be harming certain patients. That's from Time Magazine. Yes, because you have reports of people coming in with permanent lung damage after being on these ventilators. Why? I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you, but there's different settings that you use for different uh, situations. And the, the conventional wisdom is that this coronavirus is a, a pneumonia kind of thing. And that's what happens. It gets in your lungs and it's pneumonia. Now, if it gets in your lungs, it's not necessarily pneumonia. It could be a, a oxygen deficiency, which is a popular video that's going around from an ER doctor in New York saying that it looks like his patients have high altitude sickness. They look like their faces are turning blue. It doesn't look like pneumonia, and yet the breathing machines, those ventilators, are all being programmed for pneumonia. I guess you can program them for different things. And people are getting um, permanent lung damage after being on these things for weeks, and you got to be induced in a coma. And many of the people, they die on the ventilators. Most people, when they're put on ventilators, they don't come out of that. That's the reality right now. And and this isn't from Breitbart. This isn't from the National Review. It's from Time Magazine, a leftist organization. So a lot of these things, they start off maybe on YouTube or a doctor, ER doctor, uh, somebody putting two and two together, and then they're silenced for it. They're silenced for it by who? The World Health Organization? They're literally, they're silenced by who? And And others who claim, oh, misinformation, misinformation. Well, we should have a marketplace of ideas where people can present their ideas in good faith. 
And, and let's see, you know, the more people that are informed, the more likely you are to get some informed reasoning. But if we limit it to just the experts, and these are the only people we can listen to because they're the only ones with the God-given authority, that's just wrong. In today's age, there is so much information. Everybody has access to the same things, to the Lancet reports, to the medical journals. It's all there for anyone to read if they choose. And I do. I'm not presenting misinformation and false information. That's not what my job is. I'm asking questions other people are afraid to ask, especially the World Health Organization. And even our government officials are afraid to ask these tough questions. Because why? We are not ready right now for what's coming. One after another, our presidents have shamelessly sold us out to China. And they've won praise for doing so. That's not going to happen anymore. Trump was right about China from the beginning. Trump was on record for being right on China. It's there. You can look at it. It's his policy from the beginning that has helped us get an edge on what's going to come, which is getting our essential supplies out of that manufacturing chain. We've got to get a new supply chain for our medicine and for other strategic industries. This has already started happening before COVID-19, but now that COVID-19 has happened, we know we can no longer depend on China for crucial industries like medicine and defense. And why we ever trusted them for that? Well, you're going to have to look to the former presidents, Obama, W, uh, and, and going back before that, Clinton. I mean, just every single one made deal after deal after deal with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Wherever there is human suffering, you will find the communist, uh, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. They'll be right there investing. Excuse me. One thing is I have too much coffee and not enough water. I saw one poll came out. It said, what's the first thing you drink when you wake up in the morning? Is it water, coffee? Most people said water. Some people said orange juice. A few people said coffee. And I, the first thing I drink is coffee. I drink so much coffee and it can't be healthy. You know, I just drink it black, by the way. That's how you get the uh, that that uh, deep deep kind of voice. Is you just no water, all coffee, and uh, a side of marijuana helps too, right? So okay, I got to ask a question. I'm going to ask you this question. It's a popular Twitter question that I asked. Have CNN and other mainstream media organizations been infiltrated by Chinese spies? And I'm asking that question because if you're looking at the cable news, especially CNN, MSNBC, there's even articles written in the New York Times. I mean, not even. That's not a surprise. uh, Saying that how uh, uh, coronavirus shows America is not a good country. And they run that in the New York Times. Oh, I wonder who wrote that. I wonder, is he on the CCP payroll? I don't know. But it looks to me like somebody over there at CNN for sure is on the the payroll of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Why? Because everything over there is flattering to China and, and uh, America's evil and Trump's evil. 
and the left, they just eat this up. Aren't they going to be so ashamed of themselves? Aren't they going to be embarrassed? Shouldn't they be? When it is found out that there was a, a Chinese spy working for CNN as a producer, and that's why you're getting all this anti-American propaganda from CNN, it's not just coming from the deep state. Yes, it's also coming from the deep state, but we've talked about that to, to, to so much. I mean, that's been talked about so much. We know that. But this is a complicated world of intertangled webs of deceit. And I'm telling you, it looks to me like China has infiltrated our media organizations. Will uh, the FBI look into it? Should it be looked into? Hell yes, it should be looked into. Because this poll uh, is, is trending right now on Twitter that I put out there. Have CNN and other mainstream media organizations been infiltrated by Chinese spies? And the vast majority of people think yes. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. 